Homeschooling is an epic investment of your time, energy, and on days, your sanity. Our goal is to come alongside you with weekly encouragement and practical help so you can homeschool boldly. Welcome to Homeschool Boldly, brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. I'm Connie Albers, and today on this segment, we're going to talk about repairing relationships. Now, I don't know if you're like me or most people, but there are probably some relationships that are in need of being restored. You know, because we're humans, we do often hurt people with our actions and our words. Sometimes it's intentional. We say things because we're angry. And before we can even think something has come out of our mouth or we slam the door or we overreact, and sometimes it's unintentional. We're not thinking about what we're doing. We just react. There's something we have to understand about relationships, and that is it's not always what you say. Sometimes it's just what do people hear. So we're going to talk a couple of points in our segment, and that is you got to reflect on your own feelings. If you want to repair relationships, you've got to start with yourself. You've got to be able to name and identify what those emotions are within you. Are you hurt? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you holding on to something? If you are and you name it, then you're able to take that to the Lord and ask the Lord to help you get the matter resolved. So you do have to identify where the hurt is coming from. And ask the Lord, did I do something? What part did I play in the brokenness of the relationship, in the hurt? Maybe someone did something to you and they didn't mean to, but that doesn't mean that you didn't get hurt. And so what hurt people often do is they turn around and they hurt people. And maybe that's what you've done. Maybe you were treated unfairly or spoken too harshly, and you wanted to make sure you got the last word or the last action in. So there's two parts here. We want to reflect on our own feeling to determine where they're coming from so that we can identify them and take each feeling, each thought, each emotion to the Lord. We also want to then make sure that we identify our part and we ask the Lord to forgive us. Next, you want to have the resolve. And when I mean resolve, I don't mean resolving the problem. I mean the constitutional resolve, that part deep in you that says, I am committed and as much as possible to being at peace with all people. And that starts with a commitment to work out misunderstandings and not pushing them aside, pretending they don't exist, or just seething. And to do this, well, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to all those relationships. You have to pay very close attention to your words and your body language. What are you communicating? Next, you want to be willing to admit wrong. So when you are examining these before the Lord, you're identifying your own feelings and frustrations, and you're resolved to making and working things out. Part of that's going to be admitting you're wrong. That's hard for a lot of people. It's really hard for parents 
to sit there and go to your child and say, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have acted like that to you, or I shouldn't have gotten so angry, or same with your spouse. Oftentimes, the world tells us not to admit wrong. That's a sign of weakness. I'm going to contend that it's the exact opposite. When we admit that we are wrong, it puts a vulnerability there. It makes us have to be humble and lay down our pride. And it shows the other person that they are valuable, worthy of trust and respect, and that you truly do love them, that you would not have wanted to do this or you're deeply sorry for the way you have actually hurt them because, well, they matter to the Lord. Again, to do this, just like with the resolving, you have to have a heart that says, I will do this. I am committed. And by saying I'm wrong, it allows the friction and the iciness and the tension to somewhat soften and maybe even completely melt. And when we admit that we are wrong, we want to follow that up with asking for forgiveness. We can say, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I won't do that again. That falls short of actually repairing the relationship. It falls woefully short because God tells us to forgive one another just as he has forgiven us. That's your spouse, your parents, your neighbor, your colleagues, your spouse. And that's also for our kids. When our kids get into an argument that we want to teach them that they need to practice the art of asking for forgiveness or granting forgiveness. We have a a saying in our home when we were parenting, and that was forgiveness requested, forgiveness granted. Who are we to hold on to our emotions or our beliefs that we were wrongly accused or that they should just pay for this? No, Jesus paid it all. When forgiveness is requested, it's granted. Straight up, period. Full stop. When we're willing to apologize sincerely for any actions that we caused, even if we had a small part of it, it strengthens your relationship. And when we are willing to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, or the other person says, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I know I hurt you. Forgiveness is like a powerful emotion deep in the core of us. And what happens is it allows for healing and restoration because you can move forward. Without that, you get stuck, and you're not able to move forward in a way that honors the Lord. Because when we're not willing to forgive others, basically what happens is it eats away inside of us. So forgiveness is a valuable relationship builder for those that are asking for forgiveness. But sometimes, friends, people don't. Sometimes people don't admit they're wrong. Sometimes they don't ask for forgiveness. That does not mean that you have to accept that they didn't do anything wrong, nor does it mean you have to hold on to those feelings. You can forgive someone for something they did or they caused without them ever asking or requesting it because it's good for you and your heart so that you don't end up putting a hindrance between you and the Lord. See, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and we have to remember that. So when we think about repairing relationships, I want you to remember this. 
You've got to reflect on your feelings. You've got to name it so that you can begin to address it, how you felt about it and what it's doing to you inside. Take it to the Lord. And remember that we do have to resolve. We have to resolve that we will work to restore the relationship, that we're not just going to quit. We're not going to walk away. We're going to work towards wholeness and healing. And we're going to admit that we did wrong and ask for forgiveness. Friends, trust me, when you put into practice these seemingly easy principles, but oh so difficult to walk out, you'll find the relationships thrive and grow and flourish and actually get much deeper. And isn't that what we want? So I want you to remember, you have this because God's got you. Make it a great day and homeschool boldly. This podcast is brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. Homeschooling Today is a quarterly magazine created by real people with a passion for honesty and encouragement. You won't find articles telling you everything you're not doing. Instead, you'll find homeschooling parents who have walked where you are or are currently on the path and want to help you succeed. We want to invite you to subscribe today and join the growing movement of parents who are setting aside comparisons, taking control of their children's education, choosing courage over fear, letting God lead, and homeschooling boldly. Visit homeschoolingtoday.com to learn more.